Hey brothers and sisters, I wanted to get on here and share a couple dreams that I had. Both of the dreams are very similar in symbolism. So on February 18th, I had a dream that I was in my old childhood church sitting on the front row pew. And recently I've had multiple dreams of me being in my childhood church and sitting in the pews and observing the people and having an understanding that it was going through the motions of religion and focused on the outward appearance and not really seeking the Lord and being awake. So I was in this church and I was waiting to leave knowing that the church I was in was a dead church. All of a sudden I was approached by two men. One of them put his face in my face. He was extremely close to my face and he kept asking if I knew who he was and he began to taunt me and try to get a response out of me. So I knew that I was in a dangerous situation and I kept glancing over at the doorway and waiting for an opportunity to leave the building with a group of people in order that I might be protected. So I did leave with a group of people thinking that they would protect me, but they did not. As soon as I got out into the parking lot, those people left and the men began to chase me. And I spotted a police car parked in the woods across from the church and was able to escape into the police car just in time. And the police officer was a woman and she drove me away from the scene and assured me that it was safe. But as I looked outside the window, as she drove me to try to find another location to drop me off so that I could be somewhere safe, I looked out the outside the windows of the car and there was nowhere that I wanted to be dropped off because everywhere that I looked, there was evil and corruption and mischief and occult practicing and things happening at each street corner. So we just continued to drive. And in the dream, I was told that the two men who were pursuing me had something to do with the leadership of energy in our country, U.S. Department of Energy. And then I woke up and I thought that was really, really strange and thought, well, maybe I was just thinking that while I was coming out of the dream or waking up. Later on, after having this dream, I heard about the train derailment and how a year prior to that happening, they made a movie, and I believe it's called White Noise. And the main character in that movie looked so similar to the man in my dream, one of the men that was taunting me. So I thought that was interesting. And the symbolism in the stream is being surrounded by danger, being taunted. All of these things are done on purpose with our own government knowing about it and being a part of it. I'm even hearing stories about how the government went into East Palestine and gave them trackers and ID identification trackers to wear to alert authorities um, of any health crisis they may have or their heart rate and 
just things going on in their body and farmers and different citizens were approached to be a part of this study or whatever it was and that happened a week before the train derailment which is poisoning its citizens so I find that very 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 interesting and suspicious and so I feel like we are being taunted things are being done on purpose and things have been planned to be done and it's almost as if they are just laughing in our faces doing this to their own citizens and many people are completely unaware but many of us are aware and we feel like the walls are closing in that there's really not a place to escape there's nowhere for us to go there's nowhere for us to seek help it's the entire world is in disorder right now as they prepare for a new world order and a one world government they are inciting chaos and destruction and we the body of christ feel like the walls are closing in there's not a safe place to go anymore our water is being tainted our food is being tainted our air is being tainted and we know the sword is coming on this nation and not just this nation but the world we see the shadows of the tribulation coming closer just like a hurricane when you're standing on the shore and you see the signs of a hurricane off on the horizon coming from the sea and you know it's coming and you feel the breeze but you're not in the storm yet and that breeze is getting pretty strong and many people are really feeling the effects of these evil things that are taking place and being planned so I believe this is a representation of that but the most important part of this dream was I escaped just in time but there was nowhere for me to go there was nowhere for me to be dropped off this world is not our home the tribulation is coming and I believe that the time of the church age is coming to an end and there will be nowhere for us to go and we will have to be snatched out harpazo is a snatching away from danger and i believe that is coming very very soon so the next dream happened the following night or two nights later um, but it happened on february 20th I was with my husband and he was driving around a town looking for someone and we finally pulled up to this tall house. When we got to the door, the owner was reluctant to let us in, but we were really friendly with her. And once we were in, we realized just how tiny this house was. I complimented her on her house because it had it was full of mirrors and decorated nicely. But everything was in one room. It was so small, the kitchen bathroom couches beds the toilet didn't even have walls around it it was just a toilet sitting against a wall and there were like I said mirrors everywhere then once we entered we noticed there were people everywhere inside who were involved with this family in some way and it was extremely dysfunctional the people some of them looked like they were on drugs and they were 
covered with tattoos and piercings and dyed hair and their clothing looked very baggy and worn and the younger ones looked like they were not all mentally there almost as if they had been completely sheltered and not allowed to really leave and so one of the guys in the room rehashed a story where he had to save his girlfriend when she was pregnant from a thief who broke in and tried to kill her and that's why the young girl had issues because she had such a traumatic birth and they were friendly at first as they shared some of these stories and they even tried to get my husband to sing along with them they wanted my husband to sing a country song and they kept calling him Shelton like Blake Shelton the country singer and I noticed there was a girl doing witchcraft in a corner and most of the girls had dyed hair tattoos and piercings and so I went to help myself with something to drink and they had like this little mini fridge in the corner the house was too small so there wasn't even a full kitchen and I began to make a drink for me and my husband and things started to heat up and I could feel the tension in the room increase and I knew that something was very wrong. I poured two drinks for me and my husband and one of the men came over and poured some kind of potent substance all over my cups and on the floor around the cups. My husband told me, you don't want to drink that, babe. I slowly went to sit back down next to him, knowing that I had to watch my every move. They began to taunt us. Then the girls to the right of me started to sing some kind of incantation, some kind of ritual or witchcraft or curse. And I knew we were surrounded and wouldn't be able to leave without being harmed or killed. So I closed my eyes and prayed for the Lord to help us escape and for him to make a way where there seemed to be no way. And then I woke up. And so here is another dream and another example of having nowhere to go and being surrounded by enemies. And one of the parts of the dream that really stood out to me the most was when this man poured this toxic liquid all over the cups and all over the floor around the cups. And when I woke up, I pretty much knew the interpretation that this represents our waters being tainted and poisoned. And this is exactly what's happening. So the symbolism in this dream is very, very strong. And we are at almost at the point where we are looking around and praying to the Lord to help us escape, to make a way where there seems to be no way to part the Red Sea. We see Pharaoh and his armies behind us, and we see a wall of water in front of us, and there is nowhere to go. So my daughter memorized Psalm 18, and they recited it together as a grade, in front of the parents at a performance 
and it says, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him, even into his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations also of the hills moved and were shaken, because he was wroth. There went up a smoke out of his nostrils, and fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down, and darkness was under his feet. And he rode upon a cherub and did fly. Yeah, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place, his pavilion round about him, were dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. At the brightness that was before him, his thick clouds passed, hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the highest gave his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. Yeah, he sent out his arrows and scattered them, and he shot out lightnings and discomfited them. Then the channels of the waters were seen, and the foundations of the world were discovered at thy rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of thy nostrils. He sent from above, he took me and drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. So to confirm these dreams even further, a friend of mine that goes to my church, she reached out to me recently and told me about a dream that she had. And there's a lot of details in the dream, but um, I just want to briefly mention one part was she and many others were treading in the sea, in the ocean, in the water, and she saw tsunamis hitting cities and huge waves going in all directions. And then at one point, it was almost like a whirlpool, and the ocean began to boil under her, and she knew that her and those she was with was in imminent danger. And then someone came and rescued her just in time. And so I was blown away by this and I shared with her my dreams of being rescued just in time or needing to be rescued because we were in imminent danger. And we just spent a lot of time in prayer over the body of Christ and protecting the body of Christ as we see these imminent dangers coming and today she sent me this text and it came after I'd been praying to the Lord this morning of whether I should share this dream because I really didn't want to and I just feel like the Lord is pushing me to share it even though I didn't want to and so I prayed okay Lord if you want me to share it I just pray that you will send me scriptures that go with it I just want it from the Word of God 
And so sure enough, without my friend knowing that I had prayed that, she texts me a couple hours later and sends me this. And it says, Psalm 124. She said, praying into the dream with others this morning and someone brought up 124. And so I wanted to go and read it. All glory to God. He is so good. He will always confirm it with his word. So Psalm 124, the Lord, the defense of his people. Verse one says, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive. When their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our soul. Then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we have escaped. Wow. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. In these dreams, there was an escape. And in one of my dreams, I escaped just in time. And in the other dream that I had, I was praying for the Lord to make a way where there seemed to be no way. And in my friend's dream, someone came and rescued her and she was able to escape that boiling water. And that boiling water reminded me of a frog sitting in a pot in that water being turned up and the temperature going up slowly to the point where the frog doesn't even realize it because he's becoming acclimated to the rising temperature. But at some point, it becomes imminent danger. So not only did the Lord confirm through this sister who reached out to me about her dream, she had no idea that I had just had two dreams that were very similar. And she texted me, and then we ended up having a phone conversation. Then after praying for scripture specifically, the Lord had her text me this scripture. So I am a preschool teacher, and one of my students brought in a book that they wanted us to read. This is the first time this has happened this year. I always choose the books. I have lesson plans that I follow, and I choose books that go with our theme. And I had a little boy who came in and he was just really, really wanting us to read this book. And I had already planned all these other things about kindness and Bible stories representing kindness and all those things. And I said, you know what? Okay, I'll, I'll read the book. And it was Peter Pan and he was insistent and all the kids wanted me to read it. So I said, okay. Two different times in the book, two different characters were in imminent danger by the enemy. And one character, her name was Tiger Lily. She was an Indian princess. And Captain Hook had taken her captive and tied her up. And so then Peter Pan came to save the day just in time. And it even says down at the bottom, after Peter fought with Captain Hook, he rescued Tiger Lily just in the nick of time. 
Then away he flew to the Indian village to see the princess safely home. So here we see imminent danger, a rescue, and being taken safely home. Also, Wendy was in imminent danger and she was made to walk the plank. And she had no way out, just like the Red Sea. There's an actual sea in front of her and there's the enemy behind her. And she is walking out onto the plank and even steps off the plank at that last moment of imminent danger when sudden death is expected, that last moment. She disappeared. Everyone listened, waiting for a splash, but none came. Then they heard a familiar sound. It was Pan, Peter Pan. Warned by Tinkerbell, he had arrived just in time to scoop up Wendy in midair and fly her to safety. Now, some of you might be saying or thinking, that's silly, it's a children's book. And you can think that. But the Lord speaks in beautiful ways. And sometimes he speaks in a way that a child would understand. Reminds me of the parables. Those who in scripture who were prideful, the legalistic Pharisees, they totally missed many of his parables because the Pharisees worshiped God in truth. They knew the word of God front to back. They knew everything about it, but they did not worship him in spirit. Jesus said there would come a time when his people would worship him in spirit and truth. We test everything by the word of God. That is the primary way the Lord speaks to us. But we can't put the Lord in a box. He wants to have a relationship with us. We have his spirit in us and he speaks to us using his word in many ways. Everything has to line up with the word of God. And this was just such a wonderful, sweet way through the eyes of a child to confirm the dream. It was pretty much the very similar scenario of being in imminent danger and needing immediate rescue. I was really reluctant to get on here. I've just been kind of in the flesh, just not wanting to share some of these things and just kind of feeling weary and just burdened this past week and didn't feel like getting on and sharing these dreams. And I started to make the video and then I would stop and just kind of give up on it and put it off but the Lord just continues to put it on my heart to share even though I don't want to and so today at church I was approached by a brother in Christ and he came up to me I went downstairs just to grab some coffee in between volunteering and he came up to me and he said, I just have to share with you this scripture that the Lord put on my heart. And he was so excited to share. And so I was like, okay. I wasn't even thinking about my dreams all morning. And so he started to read these verses and I just was overwhelmed because it is exactly what was happening or how I was, how I was feeling in the dream. So I wanted to share that with you guys because I would have just moved on from this had the Lord not put it on this brother's heart to share the scripture with me and the Lord has just really 
been showing me that these dreams are from him and allowing me to see things that are happening so that I can be in prayer and we can all be in prayer against the work of the enemy and calling out to the Lord in every situation and every need that we have. So this is my brother Levi, whom I love so much, who Amen. came up to me today at church and he, God put some scripture on his heart and little did he know that it went exactly with my dreams. So we're going to share, Amen. I'm going to have him share some scripture. Amen. Are you okay with being on video? I'm, I'm whatever God wants. All right. So this is what God wants. Um, this is my sister, uh, Stephanie. Um, her and her husband are good friends of mine, brothers and sisters in Christ. And I did, I, and I didn't know that um, she had this these visions. I didn't know as soon as I can get my thing right here. Um, I didn't know that um, God had given her a vision. But God, if he if he if he gives you a vision, he's always going to give you revelation of that vision. Now it may not come through the Holy Spirit to you, but it'll come through the Holy Spirit through a brother or a sister. Or another member of that body um, and uh, he says iron sharpens iron and um, she's iron and I'm iron and um, he said he'll manifest his word to you and, and that manifestation with she was telling me about her dream okay let's start this off this is this is Psalms 107 where I was one morning I had woke up and every morning I wake up I got God in my mind and I read a Psalms and I read a, a, a proverb and sometimes I don't get anything. Sometimes I'm confused about what I've read. But I continue to believe that, you know, God has given me these scriptures for a reason. So this particular morning I woke up and I'm on my way to work, as usual. And I went to um, Psalms 107, laid on my heart. Psalms 107. So I'm thinking, he go, he go, I usually read three verses out of each um, chapter. So Psalms 107, and that morning I, I needed some, uh, I needed a kickstart. You know, sometimes we, we, we wake up empty and it's like, oh, man, I don't even feel like going to work this morning. I don't feel holy this morning. I don't feel like God is in me this morning. Okay, I'm just going to read this. Oh, Lord, because it's routine. This is routine. We think it's routine, but it's not. It's God fulfilling us. It's God giving us that strength. It's God giving us his, his strength, which is the word of God. Now, check this out. Now, like I said, that this morning I needed a jump start. But not only did he give me a jump start, he gave other people jump start from my jump start you know we are connected in the body mm -hmm. but <clears throat> so here's what psalm 107 says it says oh give thanks unto the lord for he is good we can't be good but he is good because it's in his nature to be good we can do good things but we cannot be naturally good as he is now here's what the psalm states he said Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endures forever. He don't know how to not have mercy. He don't know how to not be good. Now, here's how good he is. He said, let... Now, we got to bear witness to his goodness by our deliverance, right? So, here's what he said in the, in the next verse. Verse 2. He says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say what? Say that I'm redeemed. Say what? Say that he is good. Say what? Say that his mercy endures forever. If you are the redeemed and, 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 and he's done good things for you by delivering you from your darkness and fulfilling your emptiness, how can you not bear witness to his goodness? How can you not bear witness to his mercy? So 
Let the redeemed, let the ones that have experienced him say this is so. Hallelujah, and I'm the redeemed. And then you're redeemed if you have accepted Christ as your personal Savior. So he says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he had redeemed from the hands of the enemy. Mm -hmm. You was trapped. You was under bondage. He wanted to terminate your life. Mm -hmm. But the God of goodness and mercy was there to rescue you. With his very own son was my only begotten. That's how much his love. He expressed his love to us through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. His love was expressed through his giving his son as a gift, which you can't earn that. But let's let's go to the second one. It says, uh, who he had redeemed from the hands of the enemy, which is death, hell in the grave. And gathered them out of the, the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. Now he has gathered us back out of all kind of situations and 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 all kind of uh, 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 ideas and all kind of beliefs that's not unto God. He'll go to the east and get you from China. He'll go to the north in Europe. He'll go to the south to the equator. He'll go to the west, the United States. All we got to do is believe. What does it say, Max? And I'm going to go to the fourth verse. It says, they wandered. That's us. They wandered in the wilderness in in solitary ways. They found no city to dwell in. Now, look, the devil loves to isolate you. He wants you in a solitary. He don't want you in a city. He don't want you in a body. He don't want you around others. He don't want you around people that's going to, others that believe on Christ. I believe that 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 solitary is when he wants to isolate us. Mm-hmm. Not only do he want us wandering in the wilderness, where there's nothing but no hope at all in the wilderness. There's no help in the wilderness. You go to the city, you might get help. Now look, <laughs> this is good. He says they wandered in the wilderness, in emptiness, out there with where there's no no help, and in a solitary way mm. by themselves. The devil wants to isolate you. Do you know in a herd of animals when lions are hunting, they want to isolate that one. Come mm-hmm. on, man. But then he said, they found no city to dwell in. Mm. This is a city. This is a body. You've got many members. Mm. He wants you to dwell in a city with other members. Right. Try to, try to keep that enemy from, from, from ganging up on you. In other words, okay, let's go. I'm gonna read to number six. Here's number five. They found no city to dwell in. Hunger and thirsty, their souls fainted within them. Mm. You was hunger for peace. You were thirsty for freedom. Mm. But and your soul was so distraught. Your mind was so confused that it. Feel like it was just mm. withering away inside of you. But One here's, more, Levi. But here's what God done. Here's what God wants from us. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and He delivered them out of their distress. That's all He Gosh. wants you to do. He wants you to cry unto Him in your distress, because He's our only hope. Because He's our only hope. He wants you to cry unto him. 
so that he can deliver you. He's more than willing to, to actually deliver you. And through his son Christ, he has designed a way for you to be delivered. Mm. And that thirst and that hunger, as Jesus told a Samaritan woman at the well, I'll give you water where you'll thirst no more. Mm. And that water is still available to us today through his precious redeeming blood of Jesus. Amen. I love y'all. Jesus wow. loves y'all. Thank you, Sister Stephanie. And I haven't even told him my dreams, so this is all <laughs> the Lord. But, but she, she will take the dream. I will. Yeah, she will. I wanted to read this all the way through and highlight the portions that go with all of these dreams combined. In Psalms 107, it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a desolate way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city for a dwelling place. Skipping down to Psalms 107, 25, it says, For he commands and raises a stormy wind, which lifts up the waves of the sea. They mount up to the heavens, they go down again to the depths. Their soul melts because of trouble. They reel to and fro and, st and stagger like a drunken man, and are at their wit's end. Then they cry out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brings them out of their distresses. He calms the storm so that its waves are still. Then they are glad because they are quiet, so he guides them to their desired haven. This reminds me of my friend's dream when she was out at sea. And interesting enough, up here at the top where it says, And gathered out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south, this phrase from the south actually means the sea. In Hebrew, it actually means from the sea. This reminds me of the Israelites in the wilderness. We can connect it to us, the church, being sojourners and this not being our home. And one day we will be gathered together, snatched out of this world and taken to our forever home. But in the meantime, there are many who are experiencing darkness and afflictions in this world, who are lost, wandering in the desert, in the wilderness, who have not come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and the gospel, and they have no help, and they are at enmity with God. All they have to do is believe and put their trust in Jesus Christ and cry out to the Lord in their distress, and He will save them. All of these dreams have something in common, afflictions and trouble on all sides. And we know that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. The enemies in my dreams are not flesh and blood. Our true enemy is Satan and the demonic forces of this world. 
In 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. And in those dreams, those people were seeking to devour us. And there was a lot of evil going on, a lot of darkness we were in the midst of. There was witchcraft and sorcery. And many people think that witchcraft and sorcery and divination is innocent, but it is not. It is evil and it's of the evil one. And just all the more reason we must test the spirits. Not every vision or dream is from the Lord and we can easily be deceived. For Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. There are false teachers out there and deceitful workers. And then there are those who don't realize they're being deceived. We must test everything by the word of God. And we must call out to the Lord in our time of distress. For those who are experiencing trials and tribulations and natural disasters and things occurring around them, whether it's witchcraft or just darkness, evil, natural disasters or man-made disasters or even our water being poisoned. I believe the Lord is telling us to call out to Him in our time of trouble and ultimately we're putting our hope in a future deliverance the promise of god that he will rapture his church and take them to be with him forever we do not know the day or the hour we do not know when that will be but we know that it will surely come to pass whether this imminent danger in my dream represented the rapture or not all circumstances we must cry out to the lord he is our deliverer he will deliver those out of darkness into the light he will deliver us by the gospel of jesus christ those who put their faith and trust in him are delivered from the wrath to come first he delivers our soul when we believe and put our trust in jesus christ we are born again then he is more than able to deliver us from temptations evil darkness witchcraft circumstances all around when we feel like the walls are closing in when we feel like there's no way out he is surely able to deliver us in accordance with his will and lastly he will deliver his body the church from his wrath he will deliver his people in the rapture he is our deliverer cry out to him he is our ever-present help in our time of trouble psalms 46 it says god is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble therefore we will not fear even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea Though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. 
God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. In Psalm 18, verse 3, where it says, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. And then in verse 6, In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple, and my cry came before him, even to his ears. He hears our cries, and his wrath and his indignation is coming for the wickedness that abounds in this world. Judgment is coming. The tribulation is coming. Those who are in Christ are kept safe. And to live is Christ, to die is gain. Even if they kill our body, they cannot touch our soul. And we know that our redemption draws nigh. Look up, brothers and sisters. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is coming, and He's coming very, very soon. Maranatha. Ha, 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 ha,